to a world where we fight to the finish And at the heart of it is one recognizable image Originators, titans of business, brand architects Respected since 9-7 skies, the limit and legend all right, thanks for listening to another podcast from Full Contact Fighter. My name is Kelsey Mowat, and in this episode, I'm talking to Ryan, the real deal Ford. Uh, many Canadian fans, long, hardcore MMA fans will remember Ryan. I know Ryan from his MMA accomplishments, fought for World Series of Fighting, fought for Bellator, put together a 22-5 and record. More recently, however, Ryan's been competing in professional boxing, and he's gone 8-0 to date. So in this interview, I talked to Ryan about why he transitioned in pro boxing, his uh, aspirations for, for that sport, etc. So it's a very, very interesting interview. Stay tuned. You're listening to Full Contact Fighter Radio. You can check out the best clothing with the most established logo in the MMA industry by going to the Full Contact Fighter shop. Just head to fcfighter.com and click on the shop tab to take a look at FCF's famous hoodies, t-shirts, shorts, among many other great items. You can already securely online at fcfighter.com or email fcfnews at aol.com. I'm speaking once again with Ryan, the real deal, Ford, who has recently been making some waves in the Canadian boxing scene. Thanks so much for doing this, Ryan. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. You know, it's been a little while since I've talked to you, and as I noted right off the top, you, you've uh, been competing in boxing. 8-0, I believe, is your record now, pro record. Before we talk about some of your more recent fights, let's just jump back a little bit, because, you know, this is primarily an MMA show. Um why did, why, why did you decide to transition in, into boxing? It's been a couple of years now since you, you fought MMA. Um, you know, just because breaking the arm three times in the year, you know, um, and two times in training. So, you know, I don't get paid to train. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you got to train hard um, in the sport of mixed martial arts. So, um, you know, I thought about it long and hard and was like, hey, you know what, I'm going to take a step back from the MMA game and, uh, get back to my roots in boxing yeah and i should note that you know you transitioned into boxing uh but you actually had a pro belt way back in 2010 right yeah yeah i believe it was um i think it was either just before or after i fought uh tommy spear right and he won that fight of course you, you know that's one thing that people don't often the, you, you hear people discuss the differences between MMA and boxing in terms of injury. I think in boxing there's concerns about head trauma, though in more recent years we're seeing that an issue in MMA as well. Uh, but it does. that's one thing about boxing, I know from talking to kickboxers too, that they note that you know in MMA because you're training in so many different disciplines, there's just that many more ways to get injured. And in boxing, of course, it's, it's dangerous in its own right. You've got to be careful. But I'm guessing that the overall tear on, on someone's body is probably less. Big time, you know, this past year and a half of just boxing now, you know, my body feels so much better, um, you know, compared to when I was training MMA and just the wrestling and that type of stuff, you know, it takes it takes a toll on your body. And, you know, it's uh, two different training camps, um, you know, getting ready for an MMA fight and getting ready for a boxing fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think another thing to add, too, is uh, – uh, you look at your schedule, you've had a busy schedule. I think you fought already four times this year. Uh, I think maybe three times last year, if I'm not mistaken. It People might argue that at the lower ends of boxing, the money's not maybe the same as MMA, but obviously we know at the higher tiers, it's more so. But um, there, it seems like there's more fights out there for boxers. Is that is that what you're finding? Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, the boxing is global, you know. Um, you, you don't get signed to just one organization and have to be locked in a contract and wait to fight. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I believe I fought one, two, three, three, 
think it's three times this year, and uh, I got two more fights already lined up for the rest of this year. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's different, right? And you know, exactly. Um, you know, the pay isn't um, uh, the greatest at the beginning, but you know, it took me nine years to get to the pay that I wanted in MMA, and um, you know, it's pretty much getting into boxing is like starting a new job, right? You got to pay your dues, and um, you know, the money will come. Mm-hmm. Well, so how, how do you feel about it? Do you, I mean, the injury issue aside and with the arm, uh, are you enjoying this? If you had, if you're, let's say Ryan Ford was completely healthy, you didn't have the arm issue, would you still be fighting in MMA? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. If I didn't have the arm issue, I'd still be fighting MMA, but just, you know, the risk to reward is, is not there. Um, you know, it was, it was like if I stayed fighting MMA, even guys who can't kick know that my arm's been busted three times. What are they going to do? They're just going to throw kicks for me to block it and hope that something happens to my arm. But you know what? The transition over to boxing, I'm loving it. Um, you know, uh, there, I, I posted up uh, when I was in Thailand um, after I wasn't getting any fights. You know, I was frustrated, and I was like, you know, I was coming back to MMA. And um, I went down to the gym for about a week uh, and trained with the MMA guys just back, you know, MMA training. And you know what? The love just wasn't there for it that like I had when, when I was fighting, you know. And to me, if, if you're not in it at 100%, then, you know, you're not in it at all. Mm-hmm. I think if people that have followed your career and follow Canadian MMA near the, I don't want to say tail end because you never know, maybe you will return to it, but uh, your striking had definitely improved. Earlier on, I think you were more regarded as a you know, wrestler, grinder, ground and pound. Um, so if you were to fight again in MMA, do you think we'd see a different kind of Ryan Ford because of all the uh, boxing training you've been focusing on? Um. Yeah, for sure. You know, you'd actually you'd see a lot more striking and stuff. Um, you know, I believe uh, you know my last few fights in MMA. You know, I was just getting comfortable with my striking being in there. But um, you know, now my striking is on a whole different level. And um, you know, I'd, uh, I I since that one time where I thought about going back to MMA and I went in there, it, it hasn't even crossed my mind. I'm looking now at. Uh, you know, the big picture here in boxing, you know, trying to get a world title and, uh, you know, make that big money that, uh, you know, these MMA guys ain't making. Yeah, right. I, you know, I looked at your record and most of your boxing fights have, have taken place in Edmonton where you're at and, and, and you're a pretty big draw. There's no question there. Um, what's the boxing scene like in Edmonton? When I was growing up, uh, it seemed like it was a little bit more developed. And unfortunately, in the last few years, I think most people would agree with me, the boxing scene in Canada has diminished maybe not probably the most it's still really popular, I think, in Quebec. You also have trained and spent a lot of time in Quebec. So what's your take on where boxing's at in here in yeah. Canada? Yeah, you know, I, I still believe boxing is really big here in Canada. But like you said, Montreal, Quebec is, is you know, is the capital um, for that. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to do my best that I can to, you know, bring the boxing scene back to Edmonton, just like I brought the MMA scene there. Um, and... You know, but it's it's the thing is is I fought so much at home now. You know, uh, it's I, I want to fight all around the world now and get that international and worldwide exposure instead of always just fighting at home. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and then when I do fight back home, you know, I'm I, I want to be the first guy to you know be on a fight card in the new Roger Center. You know, that's how big I want to take it. Yeah, it'd be sweet. So what, where would you like to, I mean, aside from Edmonton, are, are you eyeing opportunities in, say, Montreal, and, and obviously Vegas is the big fight capital? Oh, 
yeah, 100%. You know, um, uh, I'm hoping now, you know, we've been getting on my stuff to get me across over the border here. And um, it should be done here in March. And, um, you know, once that opportunity comes, um, it, it, it'll be it'll be awesome. But, uh, you know, I'm fighting on October 28th in Winnipeg. Mm. And then I'm back home December 2nd. Um, and then, uh, you know, I have a few things um, that are going to be lined up for next year. And hopefully be fighting here in Montreal as well because now I moved my camp over here to Grand Brothers Boxing. And, uh, you know, it's just the level where I need to be. So for your camps then, yeah, how many weeks out typically are you heading out to Montreal to train? I've already been here two weeks and I'm here for another two before my fight in October. Um, so then I'll be back home again for about a week and a half after this fight, and then I'll be back out here again for another month to get ready for my December 2nd fight. And, um, you know, it's uh, I've been talking with the wife and stuff, and probably next year after the kids are done school, we're going to be moving out here so I can be out here full time. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because transitioning back and forth, you've got kids, that's got to be tough. So, I mean, Montreal is the boxing capital. I think some would say it's still the fight capital of Canada. So I can see that making being the next logical step for you and your family. Yeah, 100%. So in terms of like your career management then, I'm just wondering, um, when, when you decided, hey, I'm going to make boxing full go, did you take on a different manager or someone else managing your career? Because let's face it, it is different than MMA or, or do you still have the same people or is it you handling it? Yeah, no, I've never had a manager for my whole MMA career. You know, I did have a couple as I when I first started off with MFC and stuff. But you know, I, I'm 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 a guy that likes to take things into my own hand. For me, sometimes I believe if you have a manager and they have a bunch of other fighters, you know, uh, most of the time the work that you want to get done isn't getting done. And if you do your own work, it gets done, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's the same thing right now here with boxing. Right now, I don't really need a manager i just need a team that's around that you know can help me with you know guys that i'm fighting to you know to keep me um you know at the level where i'm supposed to be but you know once it gets to that time where you know the big fights and the big money um i will need a manager that will you know bring that part of the stuff to the game yeah it's such a different career trajectory isn't it because in in boxing it seems like people who are managed or, or with their promoters you really want to have that undefeated record, or, or if not undefeated, maybe one or two losses. Often the knock on boxing is that guys, rising fighters, don't necessarily fight the cream of the crop until the very, very top near the championship levels. Where in MMA, you know, we're seeing Sage Northcutt and Mickey yeah. Gall fight right away. Um, so, how do you balance yeah. that? How do you factor into that? Because you come from MMA roots. Is it hard for you sometimes to think, hey, I want to take on the top guys? Yeah, man, you know what, that's that's the thing about me, um, you know, Scotty Olsen told me this, he's like, Ryan, he's like, you, you remind me so much of a throwback fighter because, you know, like I was in MMA, I'm ready to fight whoever, whenever, whenever, you know, if you're mm-hmm. the best, you think you're the best, well, I feel I'm the best, so I want to fight you, um, and boxing, you know, it's a lot different, like you said, you know, like, you don't want to take that loss, like, you can't really afford to take a loss until you're, like, 20 and 0, you know, so a lot of these guys are really um you know just padding their records and building that experience up where a guy like me i come in and you know i'm fighting guys with 30 40 fights already who are way experienced where you know i've had coaches be like man ryan i i can't believe you know if i was managing you he's like i wouldn't have let you fight this guy i wouldn't have let you fight that guy but you know i, I believe i'm a different breed right um 
I come in and I come to fight. Um, I'm not here to pad my record. Uh, I'm 34 years old now. I'm at the prime of my game right now. And, you know, I don't have time to waste. So my time's now and I want to fight the best guys, um, you know, but it's hard because a lot of the best guys don't want to fight me because it's a risk. They right. lose, so I take their spot. Yeah. And um, that's what happened when I was over in Thailand. I fought the Olympic gold medalist out in Thailand, and I uh, took him out in the fourth round. He didn't come out. Um, and after that, I was having trouble getting fights. I was calling out guys who were 13-1, and 17-1, and one, uh, guys who were champions from Australia, New Zealand, um, and these guys didn't want any part of it. Uh, you know, even uh, WBC uh, super middleweight international champion Zach Dunn from Australia, they offered me the fight after um, another guy declined the fight against me, and they offered me this fight, and I said, hell yeah, I'll fight this guy. You know, 25-0, 17 knockouts. Uh, super middleweight WBC international champion and um, two days goes by they come back and said that the WBC wouldn't sanction it where I called my friend who's good friends at WBC and they're like no they would have sanctioned that fight I'm just too big of a risk for him then I go and I see him fight this guy who's not even 168 pounder a Mexican with 35 and 5 record so um it's different, you know. Guys don't want to fight you unless you got that record. Especially me, being eight and zero. You know, guys who are twenty one and zero don't want to fight me because it's a, it's a big risk because there's that chance that they can get knocked out. Yeah, that, that's re- really interesting. So, to to take those steps up to these big time fights, are you looking at um, trying to like lock up, a, say, a Canadian title to get you know other promoters looking at you from down east or down south, or how, how do you approach? How, what's the path? Yeah, you know, uh, and I, I got a weird, well, not even a weird, I got a real take on these Canadian titles. Um, I'm not really trying to go after the Canadian titles. Uh, you know, it's, it, I've seen some of these guys, don't get me wrong, there's some guys who got the Canadian titles who are legit fighters and stuff, but then there's some guys who are getting these Canadian titles who have like three, four losses, and they win one fight, and now they're fighting for a Canadian title. And I'm like, how does that happen, you know? Um, I believe if you're fighting for a Canadian title, you know you got to be on a winning streak. You got to be you got to be the top guy, right? And so for me, I'm like, there's some there's a few Canadian titles that are around and stuff now that you know I'm not really interested in unless there's a vacant Canadian title with uh, that per, you know produces a, a top challenger who's you know seven and zero, eight and zero, nine and zero, somebody who's you know got that record to back it up saying that, you know, I'm fighting for a Canadian title. So me, I'm, I'm looking past the Canadian titles. I'm trying to be a world champion. You know, if, if I can go over to Asia and, you know, fight somebody who's got a clean record and fight for a, you know, a world title over there, you know, that's where I'm going to go. Um, but right now I'm just trying to get in these fights that can make my record get up to that 15, 16, 17 and 0. Then I can challenge, you know, guys will actually be like, Hey, this guy's got a 17 and 0 record. Uh, let's we'll fight him, you know. And I want to start fighting, you know, the top guys in the world. I'm over here now in Montreal, you know, training with these guys. And man, I'll tell you the truth: that my whole year and a half of boxing, I've never been in sparring sessions like I've been out here with, you know, uh, Lucien Boutte, ten-time world champion, you know, uh, Olympic medalist. Um, uh, this kid, young kid uh, on the come up right now, nine and zero, Dario Bradician. Um, you know these. Uh, I, there's so many names at the gym at Howard's at uh, at the Grand Brothers Gym that it's you know it's these guys are all high level fighters and 
it's only making me better. Nice. Well, so do you have an opponent then lined up for this October fight? And if so, what what do you know about him? Tell us a little bit about him. Where where is the fight? Yeah, I'm actually uh, fighting another Mexican guy. Um, uh, Zepeda is his last name. I forget what his first name is, but uh, you know the guy's got I think 27 fights. Um, you know he's a tough, durable Mexican that comes to fight. Um, he's there to survive. Uh, you know, and a lot of top guys have fought him. Like uh, I think the only guy to actually put him away was David Lemieux, and that was a few years back. Hmm. So. Um, you know, this this guy's fought a lot of the top guys, and you know, and you know he hasn't won because he's been fighting these top guys. But he's a guy that you know he shows up, and you better be ready to fight and be ready to go all eight rounds if it ends up going that far. Well, it's it's a really you know been interesting to follow this uh, with you, Ryan, and uh, you know I think a, a lot of fans out here in Canada, like myself, who follow boxing. You know, wish you the best. It'd be nice to see someone from out west, uh, you know, have some success. Obviously, Canada, we've got like the David Lemuse, Jean Pascals. These people are kind of household names in the boxing world, but they're, you know, great Quebec fighters. So it'd be nice to see, uh, you know, someone from out here uh, have some success. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm in the gym. You know, I'm giving it 100. You know, I never half ass things, you know, and uh, I, that's what I want to do. You know, this, I believe sky's the limit, um, you know, with all the my training partners and uh you know howard grant and otis grant down at the gym uh coaching me i believe that i, I can take it to that next level and you know maybe one day you know and after a few more fights you might see you know ford versus pascal or something <laughs> <laughs> last question for you anyway do you know of any way people can catch this uh, upcoming fight is it going to be on pay-per-view go fight live do you know um yes you know what it's uh it's havoc um havoc three i believe um King John Promotions. Uh, I don't know if they do a live stream on YouTube um, or do a pay-per-view, but if uh, people want to just check in, keep checking in on uh, Ryan the Real Deal Ford fan page on Facebook. Um, you can uh, keep checking in, and I'll make sure that if anything's being streamed, it's going to be streamed on there. And if nothing's being streamed, I'm going to make sure that I have my own live stream that you can watch it.
Let's go.